Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your co-host, Wes. I'm your co-host, Chanel. And this is the Tune Out Podcast. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I told myself I wasn't going to do it. Listen, but it's so infectious. Like, you always have I feel to like you make me, Yeah, you make me want to do it. It's the best intro. Welcome back, guys. Uh, we're very excited to bring you guys another episode. Today, we're actually going to be doing an album review. Uh, the first of uh, an idea that we had. And... We figured we'd do something more current, more topical. So we wanted to review Certified Lover Boy by uh, the Champagne Papi himself, <laughs> El Drake. By none other than Drizzy Drake. Aubrey Drizzy. Aubrey Graham. Um, <laughs> again, we wanted to go with this one because it's more current. It came out recently. I feel like there's definitely a good amount uh, to talk about. So we figured that what we're going to do is give you guys... Uh, Almost like set the scene, give a tiny bit of a background on what was going on before the album came out. We're going to do a little bit of a dive into it. We're going to talk about some of our favorite tracks, some of the stuff we liked, some of the stuff we were more like indifferent towards, and some of the stuff that we just, we, we were just not messing with. It is not bumping in the whip at all. Yeah, and then we're going to culminate everything at the end is going to lead up to our final thoughts and our final um, rating on the whole album. So before we get into it, um, I know you've mentioned this before. Do you want to talk about the cover? Oh, yeah, we can start there. So the cover, a lot of you have probably seen it, but if you haven't, uh, it's it's different. That's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't know if Wes is a fan, but basically it's a three rows of yep. the pregnant uh, iOS Apple emoji, yep. pregnant woman emoji. All different skin tones, all different shirt colors. Different races. Different, different yeah. Yeah. And uh, when you click on the songs, when you're looking from the Spotify version, at least, they, yeah. they tend to animate the background of what you're looking at. And Wes, <laughs> he's just not a fan. Like, <laughs> Listen, so I think I think it's a creative cover. Um, I think that if you were on Twitter or any of the social medias when the album came out, mm-hmm. this cover got trashed. Like people yeah. were like, how are you this multi-million like recording dollar artist and you have this iPhone emoji album cover going on. Um, I think it's creative. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you remember the name of the... Yeah, I was going to look that up. I think I want to say he's UK, like a UK designer. Yeah. Which is funny because it would make sense if it was UK with Drake and the fact that he goes from the UK to the Caribbean mm-hmm. to Canada all the time. Hearst. Damien Hurst is his name. That's Damien the designer's Hurst? name. Okay, I think it's a creative cover, yeah. but there's something very off-putting. Oh, I just read something. Wait. Oh, no, but I don't want to cut you off. Okay, word. Save that. Okay, okay, Save okay. That. There's something very off-putting about these pregnant emojis rubbing their stomachs. <laughs> <laughs> while their eyes are moving. While they're like staring at me while the <laughs> album is called Certified Lover Boy, and I'm like, I feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, well, what did you I was find? telling I was telling Wes about that what you just said that like they're looking at the the potential baby daddies yeah. like, I was, <laughs> as like a warning like watch out certified baby daddies <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> too far but I was reading I just I, I was just scrolling through an article um, yeah. from Forbes it's saying the twelve women holding their babies could tie into the fact that Drake's album was delayed by nine months. I heard about that. That's interesting. As well. You know, nine months pregnancy, nine yeah. month delay. Listen, that's really cool. That's actually that's very dope. Yeah. With that type of stuff, I always wonder how much of it was intentional and how much was like fan speculation. Yeah. and Or just like coincidence maybe too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But either way, it, it definitely adds to it. But yeah, that album covers wild enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Though. I think it's a memorable cover. Yeah. Um. I almost didn't expect it from him, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's Drake. Like, exactly. Yeah. How controversial and wild can we get? I know. I was seeing another article saying, like, he's very much a showman. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? This cover, like, it fits. Yeah. And not <laughs> only that, but he's, Drake is an intelligent guy. Yeah. He knows what he's doing with a bunch of things. So I can only imagine that he's like, you know what I'm going to do for this album? I'm going to do something that's going to get the people talking. Give me that iPhone pregnant woman emoji, different races, different shirt colors, and just line them up for me. Yeah, just 12 times, just exactly. scrawled across. I'm the lover boy. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think and he's a dad too now, so I feel like it kind of connects. 
we're on the same wavelength because that's exactly what I was going to mention that uh, some of the topics in this album Mm -hmm. do have to do with like fatherhood Mm -hmm. and being a parent. So it it ties into it's only fitting. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to touch on the fact that um, before the album came out, there were two projects that he put out more recently because I know that his last official Mm -hmm. album, I'm not sure if um, was it Dark Lane Demos? Where that had Chicago Freestyle and Tussie Slide. But I'm not sure if that's an official album. I think it might have been. So in 2019, he put out Care Package. I feel like you mentioned he re-released that. Yeah, that was like a re-releasing of some of the songs that came out in 09. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then there's Dark Lane Demo Tapes that came out last year. Yeah. Is that an official album on Spotify? Uh, Yeah, it looks like it. It's an album. It's classified as an album. So yeah. Word. Okay. And then he put out um, the small EP Scary Hours 2. I remember that. Which I really, really like that. Mm. Yeah, that has some really good songs. What's Next and um, Wants and Needs with him and Lil Baby. Great, great tracks. So I feel like that was a really good setup for like whatever it was that he was going to put out afterwards. Because when I heard that, I got excited. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> new Drake. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> I got hyped. So... Come, um, what day was this released? So I was actually looking into, I think it was September 3rd. Yeah, he made the announcement halfway into the week, September 3rd. Come the announcement, I was like, okay. September 3rd, yep. Okay, yeah. Come the announcement, I was like, we got some new Drake on the way. This is an exciting I feel like I found out almost like very close to, like I, I saw it through someone's story on Instagram. Yeah. Because um, the release of the album got delayed a couple times. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I have a friend who him and I would always go back talking about like Drake information. We're both big Drake fans. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, it was supposed to come out uh, January. It was okay. supposed to come out January beginning of this year. And then it that got is- pushed back mm-hmm. to June. And then I think in June, it might have got pushed back to July. And then I think from there, it was just like a bunch of speculation of when it was going to get released. Mm-hmm. So when we got the official release date, I was like, you know what? I think it's time. It's time. It's about time. Exactly. You tell him. It's about time. It's about time. I feel like he's, <laughs> he's a good... I mean, I feel like Drake songs are good for the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically. But yeah. That's usually when he releases them, too. Because right? More Life was I, a summer album. I feel like it was. I even think Scorpion came out in the summer. Yeah. Could be wrong, but... I think it's time uh, we started diving into some of these songs. Should we dive in? I think it's time, yeah. Did we mention, too, how many tracks? So it's 21 tracks total for Certified Lover Boy. Yeah. Um, Which is, would you say that's long compared to, oh, yeah. And then, like, this album, it's, I think another thing is, like, it was released on the heels of Donda. Yeah. Kanye West's long-awaited very much delayed. Exactly. <laughs> We're talking about delays. Exactly. Gotta... If, when you're saying long awaited, those are the perfect choice of words. Yeah. Because the internet was like, Adonda saw this album. Yeah. Like, where is this album? Literally. Where is this album at? Yeah. It was released on the heels of Donda, and Donda was uh, 27 songs. About, yeah, it was almost 30. I know that for sure. Yeah. It was almost 30 tracks, and then this one is 21, which is, is kind of long, I guess, but yeah. it's not as long as. Donda for Donda sure. was like I mean, a feature film. Yeah, that was literally like that was like he took two albums and, <laughs> yeah, and merged just them together. Threw them together. But um yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. It's twenty one tracks. Um yeah, we can dive in and just go into some of the maybe some of the like features, inspirations, yeah. Um so samples. He's very much known for sampling. He's very much known for sampling other songs. Him and forty, my favorite joke that I was just uh that I was telling Chanel before we started recording is that if there's one thing 40's gonna do on a Drake track, it's sample some R&B soul or neo soul singer. Pitch it 40 up. 40-year-old Drake. Exactly. <laughs> Pitch it up, fasten it, and then Drake is gonna come in like, yeah. I think and then th- it's this banger from there on. At that point, he won't be like drinking champagne. He'll be drinking like whiskey with yep. a cigar like <laughs> whiskey by the poppy. fireplace. Yeah, whiskey poppy. <laughs> oh, man. So... Um, when it comes to features on the album, we have Lil Baby, mm-hmm. who's featured on Girls Want Girls. 
I want to say this. Lil Baby and Drake is a very, very good combo. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that on the feature list, I was like, this cannot disappoint me. Um, we have Lil Durk, who's another pretty good feature with Drake. He was featured on Laugh Now, Cry Later, which is another single that came out. Um, I believe that was 2020. Maybe. Yeah. It might have been. I think so, yeah. I believe that was 2020. Great track. Givian is featured on that same track as Lil mm-hmm. Durk. We have Jay-Z. Legend. Which is a, a very wild, not crazy wild thing for him to be on a track with Drake. But like at a certain point, there was a time when they had like a little bit of beef together. Mm-hmm. And there were like some things that kind of happened back and forth. But Jay-Z was also featured on Scorpion. So I think that's long been like mm-hmm. long been resolved. Um, Travis Scott Travis is on it. Drake and Travis combo. They were on Sicko really Mode together. Right. Yeah. They were on Sicko Mode together. Like, that's a good combo, I think. They yeah. were on, um, I think, Portland, too. Yeah. So that's another really good collab. <laughs> we have uh, Way Too Sexy. Featuring Future. Future and Young Thug. <laughs> Young Jeffrey. Listen, Young Thug as a feature artist, great. Future and Drake, one of the most undefeated yeah. like hip-hop combos. Dream team. Exactly. Like. What a time to be alive. Yeah. What more do we have to say? And then um, 21 Savage is on this as well. Yeba uh, is on here. But like technically, she didn't get included um, as like a feature in the title. Because it really is just a Yeba song on a Drake album. Yeah, it's called Yeba's Heartbreak. Yeah. It's almost like, I want to say, it's, it feels like an interlude. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a ballad of her with her vocals, and it's kind of very much like an emotional song. Yeah. It feels like an interlude to the rest of the album. Yeah. And it's just her. Like, Drake mm-hmm. isn't on that track at all. He Literally. didn't say a single thing. Um. Then we have Lil Wayne and Rick Ross, which again, you know what? Reading back the features mm-hmm. on this album, like back to back, like that, they got some solid features I know, going like, on here. F- like, <laughs> like normally I was like, okay, whatever. Like they're on the song, but now that we're here talking about, it, I'm like, no, these are like a Jay-Z stacked on album. Here. I know, like, yeah, it's Ty Dolla Sign, mm-hmm. Ty Dolla Sign, Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi. I think is actually the last feature on this album, and then the mm-hmm. last two are just solo Drake songs. And then he has t- this guy named Thames. Yeah. I don't know too much about who that is, but... Me neither. But honestly, like... Thames. I think he might be, like... He or she. I think it's... I think he... Not sure what their gender... Yeah. Is, but... Yeah, that's a new one for... I've never heard of Thames. Yeah. So... But they're on there. Yeah. And that's about uh, all the features on the track. And again, they're... Some of them... We're, we're, we're gonna dive into it right now as we go into some of these tracks. Some of these features were banging... Others were like, okay, it was cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So do you want to say what some of your liked ones were? Some of your favorites? Sure. Um, so I thought I'd start off just like looking at it from a general... I remember like we were sitting here and I I noticed something. It could be a coincidence again, but yeah. Drake is a good businessman. I mean, he knows what he's doing, I guess. Yeah. So like the first two songs. So the first one is called Champagne Poetry. Yeah. And the second one is called Papi's Home. Yeah. And then I was telling, um, so if you know, if you follow Drake on Instagram, his handle, IG handle is Champagne Poppy. <laughs> so then I was like, wait, did he do that on purpose? The first song is Champagne. The second one starts with Poppy. Yeah. So he's like, maybe he's, it's a nod to his IG, which handle slash also, I feel like he's kind of referred to as that. I think so. Yeah. In the general sense now, because of that, it's almost like a fun, become a, moniker. a fun rep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That's something I thought I would know that. I thought it was interesting. No, that's awesome because I didn't even realize it until you pointed it out. Yeah, it like hit me. I was like, wait, is this a coincidence? But yeah. yeah. Um, no, for sure. So I did have some that I that stood out to me, I would say, a little more than others. So like Champagne Poetry. I think that was a solid intro to the album. Mm-hmm. Um, the I Love You, I Love You, I Love You. Um, I don't know. I think it was a nice sample. Yeah. And I think... It's a great track. Yeah. So that one, I think... So it was, he, he was had some inspirations. I think that was from an artist named Masego. Yeah, shout out Masego. I think the sample was from Masego, the I Love You part. Um, And I guess there's a nod to the Beatles in that song too. Um, Fair Trade with Travis Scott. That's a bop. Yeah, Wes and I both love that one. (laughs) That's That's probably one of my favorite ones in there. Very IG or social media caption worthy with the line. Um, 
I've been losing friends and finding peace. Bars. Sound like a fair trade to me. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, that sound like a fair trade to me. Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Um, yeah, Travis I think did his thing on that song. Seriously, yeah, I think that's a standout song. Um, let's see. Oh my god, I feel like I don't even have a lot. <laughs> Wait, really? Way too sexy. That's another one that yeah. I think. At first, I was like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I knew it had something special to it or, like, a ring to it that's going to be, like... I knew it was going to be popular, but I was kind of like, okay, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Cool. But now I think it's just fun, like, to listen to. And I <laughs> and I saw a tweet. I think I told us. Yeah. I saw, oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw a tweet. <laughs> Someone was like, Way Too Sexy by Drake is the WAP for men. <laughs> Which we know WAP from Cardi B. <laughs> who else is that? Cardi B and who else? And Meg Thee Stallion. Meg Thee Stallion. WAP yeah. was like very controversial song, I guess. It's, a, it's controversial, yeah. the right word. Yeah, no, it's, it was controversial. It was definitely like it one, was those, a bomb, it was one of those break the, not the internet, but it was yeah. definitely like Actually, low key, that video was break the internet yeah. worthy. That video, <laughs> video was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess, you know, like that song is like very much supposed to be, even though they're critics have their opinions on it, that it's degrading to women whatever yeah from their standpoint cardi and uh, meg's standpoint it's supposed to be like a female empowerment song so like way too sexy it's supposed it's to be that guys. it's supposed to be that for men it's kind of like gets men to feel themselves when they're getting ready to go out whatever yeah. so i think this is a fun <laughs> song that's worth mentioning um that's one i mean I, there's a few that i like tsu yeah it's literally just yeah. tsu capital and too deep featuring oh, future yes. Wes and yes. I both agree on that one. That's a really solid one. That's a banger. Um, no friends in the industry. I was, I was looking that at it too. I was hard. like, come on. <laughs> that song goes hard. Yeah. That's, that beat. I was telling Wes, I was like, I feel like it makes me want to like go to the gym and like just go in. Look yourself in the mirror. Just doom, doom. <laughs> Bicep day just real quick. <laughs> My 10 pound weights. <laughs> With mass sweat dripping down for you. Just do no friends one, in the industry. That one beat of sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like LeBron in the commercials. <laughs> no friends in the industry. I feel like oh, I don't even know. So good. That's that's a fun one. Um, knife Talk. I like Knife Talk a lot. I, I hearted You Only Live Twice. Yeah. I mean, it was a good track. That was a decent one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to see. Pipe Down didn't stick out to me, but then I just heard Chanel in it. So I was like, okay, let me, let me listen. My ear perked up. Maybe I should give this a chance. <laughs> just because it's a, not even the way, like it's referring to the brand, obviously, but yeah. my ear perked up. I was like, let me just see what these lyrics are. Yo, you heard Chanel, you're like, this guy Drake is spitting right now. <laughs> Wait, what's even the part where he's like Chanel? It's like near the beginning, isn't it? Kind of, I think so. Like somewhere around there. It's not even an important part to the song. It's like verse one, and when and when you see Chanel, I wish that's how you saw me. That issue tell Chanel, I wish that's how you called me. Whatever. Like yeah. it's not even like a bar. Like no, but you were like that's a bar and a half. Right not there. even. I just like my ear perked. I was like, all right, let me listen to this. Um, but I, uh, me and Wes have this inside joke about. <laughs> the pen yeah. letting your pen flow I said something like let your pen flow because we were trying to come up <laughs> I think it was when we started the podcast we were trying to come up with like a description for Apple Podcasts or something yeah like our our general description that you saw every time you, you looked at the show yeah, yeah our main one and Wes and I were just brainstorming like how do we phrase this and then Wes was like he was getting inspired he was going off just writing a bunch and I was like let the pen flow <laughs> the pen is like what you referred to in like the rap industry or like the music industry it's like it's kind of like your like your instrument for like yeah. rappers right that's yeah, how you exactly. describe it yeah cause it's like you know um, you know, guitar players have the guitars bass have the basses for vocalists and rappers it's, it's your it's pen it's your pen it's like your you writing with. skills yeah. yeah so I like the verse from Pipe Down he's like writing down these feelings it's been overdue don't know how many pens it's gonna take to get over you I don't know I like that's that that's bars yeah that's kind of a bar right? that's bars <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I like that one. I think those were probably fountains. <laughs> Wes, Wes kind of like made me feel like no, no, no. Okay. okay, I should hold down my opinions though. Okay. At first, I was like, okay, a little dance hall moment from Drake. Like we expected it. He only did one song. I know on More Life, 
there was a lot of like dance hall influences in yeah, there. Yeah, especially on More Life. Yeah, on More Life. And it's controversial for Drake to have a lot of dance. He does a lot. He forces the accent sometimes. The Caribbean. Yeah, teens. Summer teens. Like, Summer he, teens. He's from Canada. Whatever. Yeah, he's from Canada, bro. Like. <laughs> he forced the Caribbean. Fine. It's a, it's adding to his brand. Yeah. Uh, Fountains was, I think it was, it's it's a vibe. It's a fun song. <laughs> it's a dancing vibe. Like it's it a, it just makes you want to dance a little bit. That's all. It's I don't a know fun if it's song. yeah. You say that now, but whatever. We know how you really feel. Listen, I'm gonna talk. It's not about my favorite. It. I will say though, it's like it's there, and I just feel like for this project, I don't know that it goes. Like I don't think it. It yeah, doesn't feel cohesive that. to the project because it's the one dance hall song, and in this project specifically, he doesn't really tie in like the Caribbean kind of like dance hall influence too much. So that song feels a little, just a little random. But yeah. um, I think he has better dance hall kind of inspired songs on more life for sure. But yeah, um, I think it's at least noteworthy because it's the only um, one of its kind in the project. But yeah, yeah, I think those were I might have missed some, but I think those were my main top songs that or at least ones that stood out to me from this yeah project nice listen before i get to mine i just want to talk about thames you feel me not thames that's not the name of the song it's fountains featuring thames <laughs> um when i saw fountains again because I, I i think you put it really well that um it stands out because there aren't that many caribbean like influenced songs on the project compared to some of his past stuff like mm-hmm. i think views might have been like did that have too good? Which is not really... I mean, I don't know if you would classify that as dance hall, really, like, true. But yeah. it still has that sort of beat. Yeah. Not, like, non-traditional hit. It's not a hip-hop beat, really. Yeah, exactly. Like, com- like not tr- not a classic hip-hop beat, at least. Yeah, it's not me- meant for you to be, like, rapping over it. Yeah. It's meant for, like, a more... Like, dance hall type of energy. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> so, like, views... I think started that sound when he did stuff like mm-hmm. Control and different things like that. Right, Established yeah. more on more life where there were a lot more tracks. And then um, Scorpion had some. I can't remember the did names it? off the top of my head, but I know Scorpion had a couple on there. Mm-hmm. And then this one, the only one was Fountains. What, what I was telling Chanel before we started recording was when I first looked at the album and I was going through the songs I skipped Fountains on my first listen you're like nah I just I knew it was gonna be the dance hall track I'm like whatever Drake just from the name Fountains I saw Thames I was oh, like Thames sounds Thames. Caribbean yeah so I just <laughs> right past it but the thing is and this is what's so interesting about like Drake projects is that or even songs of this kind on Drake projects is that on first listen you may be like okay like it was a cool track whatever but when you get in the right environment for it you're like this is a banger <laughs> like, like catch me at a party with you know some drinks in me and this song comes on I'm gonna be like oh this is my jam like, <laughs> start swinging the hips a little bit start doing the finger point you know what I mean like the <laughs> wind down and all that <laughs> exactly and then you know you're very much in your right to be like but weren't you the same person that skipped it on the mm. first listen and I ooh yeah. You know what I mean? I think it depends. But yeah, that's true. Context. Gonna... It's all about context. I mean that's exactly. you can say that too about some of these more like hard beats. Yeah. You know, like you're not gonna be I don't know, on a way to an in, well, you can go on a way on your way to an interview with a hard beat. I guess. With no friends in the industry. Like. Just like really like, you know what? Oh, I'm gonna get this job all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's just a lot of things. It's like you prefer so- certain songs for different con- like situations. Yeah, I-, I feel you. Absolutely. So when it comes to some of the songs that I really liked on the project, um, they're a little bit out of order because I'm going through my like song on Spotify. But again, gotcha. these are songs from there. Yeba's Heartbreak, a great song. If you put Yeba on anything, I'm gonna be like, it's a banger. It's just. Yeah. What more can I say? She's amazing. Yeah, and um, I completely agree that it was more like an interlude. Um, something that I noticed when I was listening back to it today, I feel like had the album been a more concise project with like a theme or a topic like throughout the entire thing, I think Yebba's Heartbreak would have hit different. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I feel like being and Yebba's Heartbreak is kind of in the middle of the album. It's like I know yeah. it's closer to the beginning. But it's definitely like after that, that's when some of the vibes of the album start to change a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It kind of is because like it's like 
the 11th, I think, 10th or 11th. And it's at, like out of 20, 2021. So it's yeah. like somewhat in the middle. Yeah. yeah. So it's like actually almost like right <laughs> yeah, in the middle. Yeah, almost right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's an amazing track. I think Yeva sings beautifully on it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like had I been almost more like involved in the music up until that point, I think that would have been like almost like an album highlight. Yeah. You know I mean? think I know what you mean. Like yeah. you almost have to like the songs leading up to it would prep you for that moment that exactly. you would, I would allow you to appreciate that interlude moment a little bit more exactly yeah Yeah. i did think it's still a great track though Mm -hmm. um fair trade so good solid 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 track um travis scott went off i think i actually Mm -hmm. prefer travis scott's verse over drake's Mm -hmm. because um something we're going to touch on a little bit later with our criteria list but like the way that travis scott came in on his verse he came in aggressive yeah and i was like okay mr scott <laughs> what do you got for me now <laughs> talk your mess like yeah it was really good champagne poetry i think was a that might be my second favorite track from the entire really? album yeah was it yeah. Okay. No, I, I, I just thought you said something or different earlier but th- I'm there's not going to like there's one that's my number you. one Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I see what There's you're doing. I see what one. you're doing. Champion Poetry is my second favorite. Um, I think it's a solid, like, solid intro. When I was listening Agreed. to it, the first time the album came out, I was like, yo, this is banging. It fe- it, I think it's a perfect for an intro. Exactly. I was like, he's talking He's talking his S right now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, he's talking his mess. He's really going off. And there was a beat change in it, too, which, who doesn't love a good beat change? Yeah, you know fun. what I mean? I have a TSU in here. I like TSU as well. Yeah, I meant to mention, I know that I said, like, that sounds like a classic Drake song. If yeah. that makes sense, like, you can interpret that in so many ways, but it just sounds like, oh, yeah, that's Drake. Like, it's, it's like right on his brand yeah. of, like, his sound. You know? Yeah. Drake and Forty definitely have, like, a sound together. And TSU mm-hmm. is like, if, if you, <laughs> this is going to sound mean. It's not. If you took a robot and programmed it and you told it, write a Drake song, TSU is probably where you would get. Like, it's, it's, it's so specific exactly like it's everything that drake would do on a track in 42 i it's just a solid track in too deep is my favorite song off of the album yeah i love in too deep so That's much such a good one it really is when that beat comes in oh it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> it's like what is it pop that in yeah in pop that anyway like on top of the beat is so good and that first beat is like really really interesting with just the it sounds like a really distorted guitar Mm. that comes in and for the most part there's no like prevalent drums in the back so you're really just following that like dun 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 you're like Mm -hmm. okay what's about to go down you know what I'm saying (laughs) and um I think a small side note with this song. Titles, I feel like, are a very underrated part of songs. That's you a know good point. I mean? Yeah. Like, Champagne Poetry, because we know him as Champagne Poppy, you're just like, what? Hello? Like, what, what are you going to talk about on this? Right? Yeah. I actually really like that name. There's just, like, a something to it. Yeah. Champagne Poetry. I just picture, like, this, like smoky like bar but it's like upscale yeah. i don't know like yeah. <laughs> he's drinking like well it's probably champagne right? <laughs> i'm gonna say whiskey I'm like hold on let me let he's me. not whiskey poppy he, yet not he's yet not, not yet, yet. Like a few years yeah i don't know i love that name yeah so into deep um right away you know you see the word deep you're like okay like this might be like a little more introspective so you get that unique guitar riff in the beginning so already it kind of builds that atmosphere and then when that beat change comes in in the second half, that's a wrap. Chef's kiss. Chef, mwah, <laughs> chef's kiss. No Friends in the Industry. Another song I really liked. Another song that Chanel and I both really liked. Um, I would almost call that song an energy part two. If you don't know energy, that's... It's the second song, I think, off of If You're Reading This, It's Too Late. Which is wild because the first song, um, Legend, feels like interlude-ish. E. So, energy just comes right off the top. It's super aggressive, super in your face. It's literally Drake just talking about why he's the goat, and nobody could tell him otherwise. And no friends in this, no friends in the industry has like that same type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Super aggressive beat. It's like Drake with a lot of energy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's not just 
rapping like this and talking into the mic. Yeah. Like, there's you know? there's the in your feeling in his feelings Drake. Yeah. The jaded Drake. Then there's like the hard like exactly. You know. There's the I got rap that I gotta act like I like, but my acting days are over for life right (laughs) wait i think isn't there another song you said it sounds like it's a continuation of or was it just the one you mentioned i think it was this one okay i think there was another one that i recognized or maybe when you when you like actually said some verses off of it i recognized it i just don't recognize the title i'll be honest like how does that one go energy energy it's a i got enemies oh yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. i don't know why i couldn't remember yeah yeah that's a hard song 100 percent. it actually connects that song that's a hard song Another, um, another gym track yeah absolutely just like no friends in the industry uh, my next one that I really like was 7am on Bridal Path mm-hmm. which is the Kanye diss I'm not gonna lie to you I might be a little bit petty the only reason I liked it was because it was a Kanye diss oh. and I was just I was just, I'm, I'm into the drama you know yeah, what I mean living for it and I feel like a lot of times rappers really get their shine when they kind of have like a, a target to focus on yeah. that's when you start to see that pen flow you feel me and uh the last one i really liked was knife talk with 21 savage and um project pat project pat i think that was a great song i love stuff like that 21 savage i'm convinced is a great feature artist like mm-hmm. he's a great artist on his own too but like if you haven't featured on a song it's gonna be a banger yeah yeah so there's some solid ones we definitely had some in common yeah, absolutely. Let me open up this um track list one more time because I know after we mentioned some of the ones that we liked, we did kind of want to go into some stuff that we were like iffy about. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, some songs that we weren't necessarily crazy about. Do you have any that you were kind of like? So my general f- opinion is with this album is that some of these songs just blend together for me yeah like, there aren't a lot of distinct songs like i can think of other albums of his that like like each song is like distinct and i'm like okay like they don't blend together but this one felt like this just is had one those, long song yeah like like i couldn't tell where one song ended one song started maybe that's just me like you know like that could just be a personal thing i don't yeah. know but um for ones i didn't love um Oh, wait. I think we should talk about the one you didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> because when you when you mentioned why I didn't like it, and I was like, because I remember when I heard that song that you didn't like, I remember just feeling like there's something about it that I'm like, I don't care about. Like, I don't care for it. It's like, eh. Like, I don't really like it. And when you, when you <laughs> explained why, I was like, that might be it. Okay. I'm not even sure how I almost let this one slide. Thank you for bringing this back <laughs> up to me. Um, this might be controversial because I really, I like the feature, but Drake was not, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. he was not doing his thing on this track. In the Bible. That's what it's called. I do not like in the Bible. Not the Bible. In the Bible. <laughs> it's called in the Bible. Yeah, I just yeah. want to clarify. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, facts. <laughs> I don't hate so the, I Bible. In the Bible. I <laughs> No, the song is called In the Bible featuring Lil Durk and Gibeon. And Gibeon. So Lil Durk did his thing. He went off on this feature. Just like in Laugh Now, Cry Later, Lil Durk killed his feature. He did an amazing job. But Drake and the way that he decided to approach this beat and this song, I am not a fan of. (laughs) Drake, he would come in like... I'm about word. to look up the lyrics because yeah, I, I, I need to know I need to do this thing justice. In the Bible. Because Something like that. The way that I described it to Chanel, he sounds you like. Have to, you have to see how uh, Wes like, imitates it in person or how he like <laughs> embodies it. <laughs> it looks like. You're going like up a slide or like going up a roller coaster or something. I don't know. Drake sounds like he's chasing after the beat. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. And then I was like, it looks sounds like he woke up in the morning and like, like went straight woke- to the studio half asleep. <laughs> Cause it's just like he he decides to start the first part of the verses like really slow and lagged out, and then he just catches up. 
at the end mm. of the sentence. It, yeah, like it starts, like you said, slow, and then it kind of peaks, and then it goes right back down at the end of the line. The yeah, letters. he goes like, you don't know love. You know, love me like I love my child. Lay <laughs> down. Yeah, that like it tied you up. And then when the beat comes in, it feels like he didn't know that that was going to be the beat. <laughs> Wes, <laughs> getting controversial. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. It's, no, you, you have your opinions. I agree completely. Yeah. And that's the thing is that like, this is what's tricky about that track because the beat is great. Mm-hmm. It's a great beat. I'm personally just not a fan of the way that he approached it. But then Lil Durk, when he got on with his feature, killed it. Like he did amazing. I think he approached the beat the way that I personally felt like it should have been approached. And then Givian at the end, he came in with a nice, uh, like some soft vocals did his thing yeah but that was just it's um i like what you pointed out too about the importance of flow and riding the beat kind of thing because when when you pointed it out like drake's approach to the beat versus um lil dirk's i heard the difference immediately i was like yeah like lil dirk lil dirk oh my god (laughs) (laughs) little dirt lil dirk was on the beat in a way that like it kind of makes you start like Bobbing your, you know, like bopping your head yeah, to the beat. You start like, into it. Yeah, you get into it more. Whereas the Drake is like, it sounds a little. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was a good point. It's true. Yeah, so that was one of them. Um, what did you think about Girls Want Girls? It was whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't even remember it that well, honestly. Yeah, that was the one it where. It's like um, memorable to me, but. That was the one where the hook was Drake saying, like, I'm I'm a lesbian girl, me too. That Twitter oh, like was like talking a, about. Oh yeah, like I saw it on Twitter or something. Like people were saying, with, I think with that song, they don't want to open up the narrative of men saying they're lesbian, be, like as a joke, because like, like for straight men or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that song was okay. I mean, like I don't really have any like major opinions on it. It was just one of the ones that it's like whatever, like it blends in, kind yeah. of like. Yeah. Yeah. Just like song in the background. It's just there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> cool song. It's music. Yeah. It's just music. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't really uh, know. What else? Any... The last one? The Remorse? <laughs> the Remorse. Um, is that the one where we like looked at each other? and? Yeah. So before um, Chanel and I started the episode, um, I think context is an important thing when it comes to music. And like some of the songs that you're going to listen to, especially on this album, because I'm not going to go into too much detail with it. Mm-hmm. But if you kept up with Drake, you know that he had some beefs with Kanye, some beefs with Pusha T. And some of that stuff led to him being more vocal about um, his son, Adonis. And so on the remorse and you know, I don't I don't know if this is what you wanted to go into with it, but I feel like I just bring it up either way. Yeah, go for it. There's a line. I wanna pull up the line exactly. And I'm looking at into it too. Yeah, because I just feel like it's 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 the irony behind the is line. Is it this one? Let me see. Or is it is that the one where we like looked at each other? I feel like it wasn't that one though. No, but that's that a one's... different one. Let me see. I'm I'm about to pull it up. Okay, right we should have written that down on our like I know. He's basically saying that he, he he basically right here right here he said my son is the one thing i hate to be apart from and i gave chanel this look we looked at each other we were like well i was like come on really like <laughs> because again super short side note with the drake and push the tv push the tv basically told the world that drake has a son that he's has been hiding from the rest of the world. And so that line just kind of made me do a little bit of a side eye. And that one, and super quick with Poppy's Home, <laughs> that's what kind of took away from that song for me, was like knowing everything that had happened. So I was like, are you really, like, is this as genuine as it comes off on the track? Right. But yeah. And I think we might have already touched on that on this, but I think throughout his. M- with this specific project, yeah, I think if you're gonna f- look for a theme, I think one theme is fatherhood and, yeah. and actually being open about talking about his son and how he says something. Was that the one you just said that he's like the only? Yeah, the only yeah. thing I don't like to be apart from is, is my, my son, something like that. Yeah. yeah, and I think even in the beginning with Papi's home, I mean, he's talking about being almost like a father to like the world, maybe his fans, his listeners. Mm-hmm. But there's that theme right away. 
I mean, with the cover in a way too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was funny because we. <laughs> Wes was giving me the lowdown on all the beef, all the tea. And then and immediately like, we and heard I, now that I'm line. Like here, yeah. So now I get it. Yeah. I think it's time that we kind of go through this criteria list that we came up with, mm-hmm. which is how we kind of wanted to approach reviewing the album. So there were five different points that we wanted to touch on. And basically, these were how we determined our final rating. Yeah, our final rating. Yeah. And again, you know, this stuff is subjective. Chanel and I have different tastes. Every Anybody listening to us, you know, you have different tastes as well. But this was kind of how we figured we would break things down and right. like take a look at the song. It's all for fun. Yeah, exactly. Like if I met Drake, I would be so happy to meet him. Like, I'd he's, be like, he's, 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 <laughs> Mr. He's Graham. Drake. Yeah, like he's Drake. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, it's Drake. Like, like, I always appreciate him. Exactly. At the but. end of the day, it's for fun. This was a fun project to listen to. We hope you guys have a good time. You know what I mean? So let's break this down. So the first one is flow. Mm-hmm. The second one is lyricism. The third one is beat selection. Fourth is production. And then the fifth one is features. And features we kind of touched on mm-hmm. when we were first going through. Yeah. But um, yeah, do you want to kind of start from the first song and we can give like a quick little rundown of what we thought of each of these criteria? Sure. So for the first one, champagne poetry yeah the flow i mean did we are did you define flow earlier i don't remember or like how you would kind of yeah kind of of what i was talking about in the bible because i feel like a good flow is you when you can feel the rapper kind of riding the beat yeah like you can tell that they're not it's almost like they're not letting the beat dominate them basically like Mm -hmm. you can tell that they're really in sync with the production as well and their flow almost adds to the song instead of taking away from it like in the bible yeah, so I think with Champagne Poetry, the flow is great. Yeah, I'd agree. It felt like he was definitely like on top of the beat the whole time. Yeah. So I would say that was, it was great. It was good. Yeah, I'd agree. And then um, when it comes to lyricism, I'd say it wasn't like anything crazy, which seems to be like a reoccurring theme. Yeah. For like some of these songs as we're going to talk about a little bit, like it was good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was talking his stuff. He was going in. Um, I know that... I think there were a couple lines where he was basically saying, like, who could do it like me seems to be the theme. Mm-hmm. And especially for an album opener, I think it kind of, mm-hmm. at least for the opener, set the tone of what he was trying to talk about in that song. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I'd say it was, like, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Um, beat selection. Those are some great beats. Those are good beats. And I liked the the sampling, too, the I love you, I love you, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that I'd, like... It added distinction to the song. Yeah. I'd say, if anything, the beats are probably my favorite part of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, above everything else. So, so far, the beat for me is what's carrying Champagne Poetry. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that was that one. And then, let's see. So, another one that we both liked was Fair Trade featuring Travis Scott. Amazing track. It's really good. Amazing, amazing track. Very uh, quote-worthy. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, on that note, I mean, flow, lyricism. So what do we think for flow for that one? So flow, um, I think Drake's flow was good. Yeah. Travis's was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Again, if you listen to it, he came on it very aggressively. I'd compare it almost to, um, there was a specific song in World that might have been Stargazing in the beginning. Just like very on top of it, like a lot faster compared to Drake's. And I'm more of a fan of like aggressive, fast like, flows mm-hmm. than like the laid back ones. So I think... Mm-hmm. Flow-wise, it's weird. Second half of the song, great flow. First half, it was Drake. Normal right. Drake flow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then lyricism. Lyricism, it was like, it was catchy. Catchy, yeah. I think that's the word, like, with that line um, that I mentioned earlier. I've been losing friends and finding peace. Yeah. Seems like honestly, a fair that sounds like a fair trade to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a catchy one. Um... beat selection this is a great beat yeah great beat i always i always feel like whenever travis is featured on a song i wonder how much he has to do with the beat that Mm. he's on because he is a producer he makes majority of like his own beats obviously with like collaborators here and there but like he's some people think producer first rapper second Mm. you know what i mean so anytime i see him featured on something i wonder so with this one just because I saw Travis Scott on it, I was like, I know this beat's about to be banging. Yeah. There's no way Travis is going to be on a bad beat. That's something to look into, actually. Yeah. I never think about that. 
I think if anything, you're I look to you for these categories because I feel like you know you listen to a lot more rap than I do. So if yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I agree, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I mean, I mean, I'll say if I disagree, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I think production kind of ties into like that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Production. I mean, in, in general, for the whole project, like I think we agree that production was great throughout. Yeah. Again, because it's it's forty behind it. OVO forty, who's Drake's like right hand man. The guy's in charge of like all of his beats. Yeah. Monster producer. So we'll probably like the production on most of it. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Like across the board. And then feature, you already kind of said you love the Travis feature. So. Yeah. Travis yeah. did his thing. That Travis was... with features, like he's pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that. Um, what did you think of Way Too Sexy? I feel like you haven't talked a lot about that one. Way so too... Let's look at it from flow. Okay. Let's start, let's start with flow. <laughs> Way Too Sexy. I'm, I'm I'm indifferent about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, I, I can tell it's not one of your like main. Yeah, because it's like I, I I think it's corny, but it's a fun corny. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's funny because the other day I was at like a a, a little party with a couple friends, and that song came on, and I didn't realize it was way too sexy. Uh, and I started like dancing along and like doing a bunch of things. And somebody was like, isn't it funny that the track we like the least is the one we're dancing to right now? I'm like, what did you just say to me? Oh, and then yeah. I heard it. I'm too sexy for my shirt. And I was like, damn. Too sexy for this syrup. <laughs> too sexy for this world. You know what I mean? Like- <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, I would agree. It's a fun song. So like flow, I'd say it's what Future did his thing. Future has like a specific trap flow that he usually tends to follow yeah. with stuff like that. So I, I enjoyed it. You know, yeah. what I mean? it wasn't like standout, but it was, it was what it had to be. Enjoyable. Lyricism. I mean, on, on that note, mm. no, it's not there. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I agree. It's not saying much. It's literally just like a hype song. Like yeah, it's just having fun on it. Feeling yourself. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, beat selection. I mean, it's solid. Now here's the thing: beat selection, production. Um, pr- production. We said it's good. You know, throughout throughout because of forty beat selection. Metro Boomin made that beat. That's a great beat. That's a hard beat. Like, let me right talk to thing. you about this beat really quick. Listen, Metro Boomin can do no wrong if Young Metro don't trust you. I'm gonna shoot you. Like, do you know some other songs that he's worked on, done beats for? Or oh not to put you on the spot, but Metro has done like I think Metro might be one of the most like prolific producers of our generation. Metro did, um, No Heart by Twenty One Savage. Metro did Father Stretch My Hands Part 1 mm. by Kanye West. It's the famous Iconic. If you Metro don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. Beautiful morning. Yeah, Metro did, um, he did the entire What a Time to Be Alive tape mm. with Drake and Future, which is like Jumpman, um, Diamonds Dancing, if I'm remembering correctly. Classics. Like, <laughs> literally, Metro did three songs I think maybe even more off of I Decided by Big Sean which had last night took a L but tonight I bounced back like that's him on that beat like Metro had an entire beat tape with um 21 Savage and Offset from the Migos mm-hmm. I forget the name of their group I don't remember if they just went by artist names but literally Metro's done so the many list goes things. on I mean probably so many more yeah so it's like when I heard the Metro tag on this beat I was like you it's got me good. yeah you got me so that was that one. Yeah. Definitely a fun beat. Yeah, super fun song. Super fun song. Um, all right. What about what about No Friends in the Industry? No Friends in the Industry. I think um I think across the board, like with flow, beat selection, lyricism, and production, I feel like it's pretty consistent across like all of those. Mm-hmm. Lyricism might be the only one where it's good, but it's not anything that like excels. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think just by the title and the second you hear that beat, you can kind of tell what type of song this is. So I think it does what it has to. No friends in the industry. Yeah, because I don't even remember a standout uh, line from that one. Yeah, exactly. Like There was nothing that like social media was losing their minds over. Like, oh my God, he said this on the track. You know what yeah. I mean? I think it was just a cool, like, straightforward, like, I'm Drake, I'm that guy, and this is a song talking about me being that guy. Yeah, he's like, I don't compete with them. Yeah. They don't have anything on me. Yeah. 
What did you think about um, According to our criteria How did you feel about In Too Deep In Too Deep yeah. That was a really good one Yeah For beat selection I loved it Yeah That was a really good one for that um, Flow I mean I think it's solid Yeah Especially Future in the second half I yeah. think that he really did his thing there Lyricism I'll be honest like I don't really remember any like kind of like standout lyrics in there but I mean I think it was it wasn't like okay like comparing it to like way too sexy they're probably better than than that one you know what I'm saying like there's probably more a little more substance yeah I don't know if you remember the lyrics too much on that one but I mean even with that main um chorus melody once that second part comes in um I know that he's like the the melody that I really like the how to give anyway like yeah. He's not really saying anything crazy. Right. Which, that might be one of those instances where I'm like, I prefer not to know the lyrics. Gotcha. Because it almost sounds better. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And I've seen what they are, but they're kind of... Mm, yeah. You know? Skip worthy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that, but... The beat definitely up, carried like, that. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, to, I like to flare on that one. That was one who was like... Yeah. I get too crazy... I don't remember how he says it. He's like, had a little badina. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like how he says, had a little badina. <laughs> he puts that Drake Caribbean touch yeah, on it. Yeah. The way that. only he can. Uh, but yeah, for that one, I feel like lyricism is just like, it's all right. Yeah. I feel like if there's a song that stood out when it comes to lyricism, I'd say it's um, 7 a.m. on Bridal Path, mm-hmm. which is the Kanye diss. And there's specifically one part that I wanted to read because it was specifically the part that a lot of people were pointing to when they talked about the fact that this was like aimed at Kanye. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can pull up. I'm, I'm trying to pull them up too. Just to. Yeah. I like that genius has like specific parts really highlighted so that you know where to take a look at. So it's right here. Yeah. I'm going to try to, you know, not say the swears as much as I can because Drake is a man of many uh, swear words. But here we go. It says, I could give a F about who designing your sneakers and tees. Have somebody put you on a guild and you play with my seed. Trust me. There's some you really got to come see to believe. That's why your people not believers. They all leave in you. That's why you bind into the hype that the press feed in you. You know, the fourth level of jealousy is called media. Isn't that an ironic revelation? Give that address to your driver. Make it your destination. Instead of just posting out of desperation. Like... That last verse, though. That last line, I shouldn't say. Posting out of desperation, bro. Who stays on Twitter 24-7 making crazy tweets? probably shouldn't. Mm, Man's needs his phone taken away from him. (laughs) Seriously, though? Yeah. But yeah, like when it comes to lyricism, like that's... That and um, there's that other one you mentioned. Um, that other line, it was like, "Let me take the rap for that Casper the Ghost, ish." While you finding all of the loopholes. Yes, because basically Drake has been the one that's been taking a lot of the flack when it comes to ghostwriting accusations. But if you've listened to Duppy Freestyle or even just, I feel like Kanye, I feel like Kanye has admitted to it. Like, yeah, like I have ghostwriters. Like Drake is saying, "I've written for you." Like, mm. you have people that write songs for you, but somehow you seem to want to be the one getting all the loopholes and not taking so much flack for it as I am. So, again, good writing. Yeah, and you know I feel like I mean? I've learned a lot about some of the beef with just sitting with Wes today. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it makes some of these lyrics and some of these, like, jabs kind of like, it make, they make more sense now. Yeah. It's like a little, little rap history lesson. But yeah, that was that one. I think... Are there any others that kind of stand out to you before we kind of give our final? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like probably if there's one more song that I want to shout out, um, I think the last one I kind of want to shout out for me would be Knife Talk. Okay, I was going to say that one too, yeah. Yeah, really? Well, I was going to mention that I know we liked it, so I don't know if you wanted to yeah. say anything about that one. There was a specific line because, again, I'm a fan of when rappers get aggressive. Yeah. I'm a fan of when rappers are like, yo, like, I'm the best at what I do and nobody could tell me otherwise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if it's not, even if it's not like true, like factually hearing that it's like, okay, like talk, you, talk your stuff. Yeah. Let me see what's going on. <laughs> and there's this verse that Drake has. It's actually the, um, the very first verse, I believe. You know, it's funny. I clicked on genius mm-hmm. and I clicked knife talk. It took me to the lyrics for fountains. Do you want to look? 
Yeah. I, I already have it pulled up. That. Might as well. Just... So, Drake in the, the second verse, technically, he says, yeah, I heard Poppy outside. And he got the double R drop, droppy outside. Check the weather and it's getting real oppy outside. I'm going to drop this and have these dropping like some mother. <laughs> <laughs> the type of that can't look me in the eyes I despise. When I see you better put that pride to the side many times plenty times i survived beef is live spoiler alert this dies like and then when he says that the beat drops back in and he's just like let's go (laughs) (laughs) you just get excited because you're like yo like this is what i'm talking about like get mean get angry get nasty we should listen to that after oh absolutely that went in too deep we're deaf bumping after this episode (laughs) i'm there but yeah like so, would you want to give any, like, closing overall thoughts on the album? Like, Yeah, I mean, I think overall, kind of how I mentioned before, I think the album is just, it's fun. Yeah. And I think I've seen other comments online of um, that I kind of agree with. It's like, well, someone said that we didn't expect a masterpiece, legendary album from yeah. Drake this year. I mean, just based on what he's the last few that he's put out i think maybe people wouldn't have like the highest expectations but we i personally i always expect him to put out something that's at least catchy yeah you know and that, like some songs that become classics for a time yeah so i think overall he again he has a few standout songs on the album some to me aren't memorable they're they're just skips for it's me like, yeah they're just there it's music yeah they could have we maybe could have done without him on the album made it a shorter album but um yeah, I guess those are like my final thoughts. It was all right. Yeah. It was fun. It was it was Drake. You yeah. Know? So. That's literally the best way to put it. It's Drake. Because I'd say I basically agreed. Um, among friends and among other people, I jokingly refer to this album as certified mid-boy. Uh, <laughs> certified lover mid. Mid-lover boy. Basically saying that the album was just like down the road, down the middle. Really, really wasn't anything like... Um, crazy but again it's like uh i mentioned this before like expectation is like a double-edged sword you know what i mean it's like you'll have or you'll you'll go into an album thinking like oh man i really want this to be like something crazy so you start looking at songs from that angle and you know you have some songs that meet or like go above and beyond those expectations which are some of the ones that i uh noted that i really liked Mm -hmm. but when songs don't meet those expectations you're just like, man, this is trash. Like, this is garbage. Certified garbage boy. Like, <laughs> Remember, I feel like earlier we were joking about like swapping out the middle word. Just, yeah. <laughs> just like for I anything. Saying, I was talking like. Like, mm, we, we were saying a little something. Well, something I was getting album. a little bit like, I was roasting Drake a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, I think it was just an okay album. You yeah. Know? If I had to, if I had to give it like a one out of 10. I'm getting into the ratings now. Mm, I'd Drum give, roll, please. I'd give it a five. Oh my god, I thought you were gonna say four. No, like, no, wow. I can't go that low. I'd give it a five. Five, as in the songs I liked were amazing. Yeah. Songs I didn't were. Mm-mm. So it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the theme of today. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I wish you could see Wes's face. Oh, uh, one day, one, <laughs> one day. day. But yeah, so like it, it evened out. You know what I mean? It evened yeah. out. And yeah. I think five, I think for you, that's a perfect rating because you said it was mid. Yeah. You know, half of 10. Yeah. It's literally five out of 10. Yeah. Man. Mm. After you give that rating, I was like, let me rethink <laughs> my rating. <laughs> because I just feel like you know, you know Drake a lot more than I do. I mean, I was, I appreciate Drake, you know, yeah. but I think you, all that to say, I was going to mm. give it like a solid six out of 10. Okay. Okay. I think six is a good score. Six for out of ten. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just because of the reasons I already mentioned, I think it had some standout songs, yeah. but a lot of them for me were skip worthy or like they were just skips for me, I guess. Yeah. And um, they didn't add much to the project. Some, yeah. some, some things. I oh yeah, I think I I don't know if I already mentioned this, but it just something about the whole project. Some things didn't feel cohesive. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. like, I think with that dance hall song, it was kind of felt a little random. Little I think it's expected for him to put dance hall in his songs. So he probably threw it in because of that. But, yeah, solid six out of ten. I think it's still 
Yeah, worth a listen. Yeah, exactly. It's like, fine, and I think I'll probably like listen to some songs here and there. So yeah, definitely give the album a listen. It's a fun album. Fantano gave it a three out of ten. I he think that's a little hard. He tends to rate low. I, from what I've seen of him. Yeah. So again, I think it's a fun album. And again, these are our opinions. We like having fun talking about music. This was a great time for us. Um, all subjective. And we would also love to hear what you guys thought. You know what I mean? Definitely feel free to let us know what were some of your favorite tracks or some of the tracks you really didn't like. Did you agree with us? Did you disagree? Like, let us know. We'd love to have that conversation with all you guys. On, on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I think we've made it to that time in the episode. Once again, thank you guys very much for listening uh, to this episode of the Tune Out Podcast. Um, if you're listening on Apple Music, be sure to leave us a five-star rating. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be five. Has to be five. And a review because it very much helps with our visibility and we appreciate you guys listening on there. If you're listening on Spotify, be sure to give us a follow there. And I think you can like the episode as well. Download. Um, yeah, download, download the, the episode. Episodes. Yep. If you're listening on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe <laughs> for more notifications. Um, and, you know, we have our Google podcast as well. And I think one other platform. I'm stalling, though. Who knows where we are? Like, we could be anywhere, honestly. For real. Also, super quick, shout out to our international listeners. Wes is so hung up on this. <laughs> I want you to know, he's like, every time we look at analytics, <laughs> he just, he geeks out. Listen, it makes me very happy to know that we have so many listeners from all over the place. Shout out Brazil. Shout out Germany. Shout out Vietnam. And shout out Ireland. Once again, thank you guys so very much for listening to this episode. We hope you guys had a great time and enjoyed. I've been Wes. I'm Chanel. And this is the Tune Out Podcast. Yay! Yay!